Boys. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. It is podcasting time. Glenn Power is here from PowerWorks Automotive, which means we're going to be talking cars, fixing your car, keeping your car running on the road, stuff that's going on in the automotive industry. And and I'm going to start wearing a black armband because the cult car that I love, the Ford Figo, I didn't realize they stopped producing them <laughs> until about... 45 minutes ago and you know i mean i i think the ford figo comes up in one of my conversations at least three times a week <laughs> on anything i could be talking about anything it's like yeah try to ford figo you had one for a while right? i did i love that Radio days and i didn't realize I, I was just looking they just stopped making them 2021 this is the last production year wow. come out of come out of india and get your collector's item yeah nine colors six variants one engine <laughs> What more do you need? <laughs> See, that, that's, that's everything you what, need to know. What more do you need? I'm surprised in the nine colors, <laughs> to be honest. Nine colors. Six variants. I'm trying to figure out what would that possibly... I want to see the sport version, the... No, I want to see, I want to see the, <laughs> the cab with just an empty chassis on the back. <laughs> need to put it in, uh, make some sort of van out of it. 1,500cc, yeah, well, 1,499 ccs And every cc makes a difference if you're using air conditioning. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, the Ford Figo. I, I just uh, wow and a great price range fifty seven to sixty nine that's like or sorry hold it fifty seven seven fifty to sixty thousand in the UAE it's like fifty seven to sixty that's not a it's six, not even a range six variants that just depends on the sales <laughs> executive you get I think they had three versions and it was it was crazy because I I was on the Altire site and a big shout out to the Altire guys because uh, we've been having a chat and I know. Every podcast we say we got to head down to Altair and, and, and you know take a look at some Maseratis or some Fords or you know Range Rovers, just yeah. <laughs> you know Lincolns. Yeah. And and uh, so I was on their site and I was uh, that's that's when I got the heads up. I was on AltairMotors.com. Thought I'm just going to go see what's going on in the land of the Figo. There was none. <laughs> so I was like, oh, here we go. But the Taurus. I didn't realize they're still selling Ford Tauruses. I don't know how that survived. Yeah, that's a weird one. Isn't isn't that crazy? They've they've got so many models though. Fords. Yeah. Like, can you remember the five hundred? Yes. Like five hundred spelled <laughs> in English. <laughs> yeah. What was that? What was know. that? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I don't. I mean, in the UK, we we have the Mondeo, the Focus, the Fiesta. Yeah. Um. Pretty much it, apart from you get the transit van, and I think they, I don't even think they do the Ford Galaxy, which was the people carrier. Oh. You call it a minivan in North America, but yeah, the Galaxy was kind of fun. But I think if you're going to get a, a, a minivan, I mean, if you love a Ford, you're, you're going to get a Ford Galaxy. But we used to have, we used to get the Galaxy Inks, the Chrysler it, it Town and the, Country. It was That's, a VW okay. collaboration. Mm. The the uh, the Tourneo uh, Custom, hundred and sixteen thousand. That's the the van. That looks good. It's just a lot of money, the Ford vans. Yeah. But they're doing good stuff now. But they look cool. They've got the DHL contract. Yeah. The, the agreement with those guys. I think I've seen some UPS vans at Ford. Ford Ranger. 74, 560 is what it starts at. That's a nice vehicle. That's, drove, that's cheap. I drove one of those out to Banias Island. Diesel. 
Thank goodness. Yeah, they're all the uh, 3.2 diesel. Yeah, aren't they? Thank yeah. goodness. <laughs> Diesel's good in that, but that'd be really yeah. cheap. Oh, I, that's what I, I mean, I'm there and it's like, phew, it cost me nothing to fill up. Yeah. And you didn't need to fill up because I don't know how many kilometers I got to a they tank. They paid but... you for the AC water that they used to drink, <laughs> clean the floor and the fog <laughs> It was that cheap. Yeah. But it's funny because I'm looking at the Ford Ranger price starting from 74560 Yeah. Right beside it, the Raptor. 249 thousand dirhams well that's money not well spent in my opinion but the the other the other one that the crazy price is the bronco 183,000 dirhams i was going to send you an article the other day it was a side-by-side real world comparison of a the current bronco and the the new current wrangler yeah different price but the, right right off the bat the price is yeah totally i just different. thought to myself how is that a fair test <laughs> it's not the price is like completely different like but one is prices are only going one way at the minute yeah so there's going to be actually to be fair i think it was I, should, I really need to get better at this i should have saved it there was an article i'm pretty sure it was a bloomberg article but mm-hmm. i don't want to say and be quoted on that but basically about you know you've got a lot of shutdowns in factories. Right. Manufacturers. Are, and we've been talking about this for a long time. Yeah. The, the chip shut down, then you've got the factories are shutting down, which means all of the ancillary services, yeah. just from the factory. But then if you're not making cars, the rubber guys aren't doing it. The custom upholstery guys aren't doing it. The fastener guys aren't making anything. The grill guys, yeah. the, 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 the steering wheel guys. Yeah. And then you're going to ramp things up. And, and the seatbelt guys, they all, they've gone on to a different industry. You, you ramp things up. You can't get anything for a car anymore. We'll get back to it, but a genuine point of what you've just said there is the steering wheel. Yeah. Because in crew, for Bentley, there's a lady <laughs> that stitches the steering wheel. Really? Pray she doesn't get so, sick. If she's not teaching anybody. Yeah. Now, I'm sure there's two or three maybe by now because they've started doing decent volumes again, but if they stop working six months and think, you know, I ain't going back there. Yeah. You got some. They're not going to hire a school leaver to do it, and who else are you going to get? But yeah, no. The, the The article was pretty much saying that the manufacturers that are shutting down, the supply chains affected, but the manufacturers are actually saving money. Right. They've got stockpiles, sure, but they've also got the cars that they are still producing. They're not necessarily complete shutdowns, but because the cost of steel and the cost of oil is going up, it's going up now. But they've hedged that. They've bought that <laughs> maybe two years ago. Yeah. At an agreed price. So they're charging more for something they paid less for. Nice. And a little bit like with aviation, when fuel prices went up, was it 2013 yeah, or 14? Yeah, it was a, yeah. when it, like it oh, dropped, yeah. didn't it? Like That's we went right. from $100 a barrel to 30. Yeah, they were laughing. Yeah, yeah. It's like the airlines, like, buy the as much as you want. <laughs> buy it all in, buy it in, buy it in. And aviation went mental. And that's obviously what spiked yeah. aviation because, well, we got literally got fuel to just wash the planes down with like we've got loads of it um but now the manufacturers what they're saying is that they are starting to recover but the supply chain has still got no one to supply because they're they're shutting down but they're charging more for the models (laughs) because they're saying the perception is well there's less cars so we'll charge more supply and demand yeah same with the used car market you know you speak to colin he's probably i mean that guy's he'll be buying a palace on jamera beach road soon oh no no No, colin He's, just did a podcast with Colin. We will fix it. And you know we were talking about the the the, the, the Volkswagens that they you guys are racing, and and he's complaining about sore back, sore back, and shoulder. And he's just in the sentence before, 
has told me that they were just slinging these things around the track, driving the mental. Yep. You know, 140 kilometers an hour, they're driving a mental, you know. This is a beetle, though. Don't yeah. Oh, yeah. So he's in there, and I'm going, so you got a sh- sore shoulder. Which one exactly? Because is that the one that you're holding onto the strap and, and using? And he's, he's not putting two, to do, two and two together. Even when I pointed out this, he goes, oh, no, it's because I had to crunch in. I'm going, yeah, okay. Yeah. It, it, yeah. <laughs> but we've got a WhatsApp group for the fleet, and there was a message in there. He wanted some parts collecting that he'd supplied. Um because we're still in production phase with Borg right. and Beck. We've done some testing okay. with Emirates Transport on some dampers, shock absorbers, as people wrongly call them. But we They're not shock absorbers? The spring absorbs the shock. <laughs> the damper dampens the oscillation of the spring. Does not sound like a nice name. Where are you going? I'm going to go get some dampers. Oh, I can't help Shocks. It. They go, you go by shocks. Hey, we could be here for hours on the English language. <laughs> um, but you've got the... Oh, I learned a new word, by the way, in the yeah. la- with Colin. Oh, no. Yeah, a new saying. He this said, might be bleeped. No, it's purple. He said it's a... Sorry? Something about a purple. A new word, purple. Well, well, he said it's like it was a purple situation or a purple occasion or... Yeah, as in a good time or like... Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and he, But he just used it however he would... How would you use that in a sentence? Because that's what he did. The more common parlance would probably be it's a bit of a purple patch. You know, the yeah. business is going through a purple yeah. patch. Which like, And I said to him, I'd never heard that in my life. Good, yeah. I'd never heard that before in my life. And it was like... Because he used it in a good way. And yeah. I was like, you know, wow, that's, I'd never heard that. Anyway. You're not so, really missed out. <laughs> <laughs> I don't well, think no, it's a revelation. It's like the, it's like the like, forecourt. Yeah, you know, yeah. the forecourt yeah, and the yeah, purpose. Yeah. You know, I had no idea yeah. you know, how similar it's place in front. And, you know, I thought maybe it was because it's four courts. It's Purple's a, a bit <laughs> of a difficult one to explain, really. Yeah, like that's the, that's a colloquial expression. But yeah. but it's it's every now and then, if you don't know, and this, this is always my thing with Simon Smedley, uh, Catboy. Yeah. And I listen to Catboy, and, and if he's talking about stuff, every now and then he starts throwing in these He's from ter- down the road from where I'm from. He starts so throwing in terms, and he's telling jokes, and he's laughing, and I'll be listening to him on the radio or something. And I have no idea what he, I'm not laughing. I'm going, I don't have a clue what you just said. Like, I, I understand what the words are, but I do not understand <laughs> what you think those words actually mean because you've lost me. Yeah, well, you've got a situation where, <laughs> let's let's say me and DJ did a podcast with you together. we got to do that. You would. You wouldn't if we were talking to each other. You'd have no idea what we were talking that, that about. That might be the that might be the best podcast we start doing. We got maybe we just got to you know bring an extra mic and go sit down in the shop. Just call it. So there's a there's a people from the um, affluent, more affluent south. Not affluence. No, 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 or affluent. But people from the more affluent south of the country in the UK would would. Term me a northern monkey, right? A northern monkey? That does yeah. that sounds kind of racist. Well, maybe a while ago it possibly yeah. would have been. Okay. Um, but we, we basically, just because we're, we're hard carriers and, and unskilled and, and oh, down okay. south, they deal with the banks and the money. Gotcha, gotcha. It's always cold up north and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. So, also, a grease monkey is a right. technician. Yeah. So you yeah. could have me and DJ one. on here and be northern grease you, monkeys. Yeah. Um, you just have to sit there with your mouth open, <laughs> constantly beep, dumping it, beep, for the beep. Beep, and then having to a lot of the time because you just don't actually know what we've just said. Yeah, but yeah, no. So I was actually saying, oh yeah. So oh, we, oh, I got it. One more, one more. So have we have we gotten totally off topic? Uh, Joey Woo Woo sent me a message. Yeah, and he was listening to our podcast. Uh, shout out to Joey and the Mosquito and to Dave. The Mosquito podcast really cool. <laughs> Trying to get my daughter to listen to it. It's a little bit. She's only six, but yeah. 
Really good podcast. That, that guy was that guy was pretty and and the best of the one. So the mosquito, if you're wondering about that one, that's uh, Jason Michaud. Go and listen to him. He's he's talking about space and things. So scroll back to catching up with Jason Michaud. Uh, he, he, same kind of deal. He was told in high school. Yeah, don't. <laughs> his teachers. Why are you even in school studying, son? <laughs> and yeah, now, now look at him. Now look at him. Yeah, sending uh, Elon and. Everybody to space. Well, that's it. It's all about the, the personalization of the space environment. And they're literally working on this this arm that they're putting on a rover that's going to go to the moon that you wear a glove. It's got sensors on it. You're going to be able to feel the moon. Well, then that's the mosquitoes doing that, him and the team. That's cool. Yeah. So back to Joey Woo Woo. Yep. And, you know, many years at Bruce Bissell Pontiac Buick, which is much like your place, closed up. It's it's changed. It's no longer, Bruce Bissell is no longer there. And he said, he remembers going in as a, an apprentice, first day in there, they told him the same thing they told you. Get out of the trade. Definitely. Get, get out of, he said, yeah, yeah. I, I think you might have almost, you know, run off the road laughing, going, it's, it's, it's the same everywhere in the world. Yeah, it's yeah. the same. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what the worst thing is, right? So you hear, you, you hear the sort of saying that people, some bit of a throwaway saying where people are just having a bad day or something and they'll say, oh, I should have stayed in school. Yeah. I did stay in school. <laughs> Stayed in school, and then I went to school for another three years with VW, and then I was constantly at VW school. in school. And then, yeah. So what do I say? Yeah, I, I took the wrong courses. Yeah, <laughs> but I didn't. You didn't take the wrong courses. I think that's the the beauty of the trade, and and I think they, you know, again, it's a you, thankless job. It's a thankless job, and and when when you think about it, it's it's full of stuff you don't want to get on your hands. It's it's. If the cars are on the lift, you're constantly working with your arms up in the air and you're looking up and stuff's falling on you and that's murder on your shoulders and, 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 and. Yeah, yeah. But Joey Woo Woo went through the trade like yourself many years in the business. You've gone into the situation where you now you're creating the garage you want to, you want to be working at. Stupid idea. And, and he's gone into the business where he's taken his trade and he's, he's, he's uh, pivoted it in a, in a different direction. But Much you couldn't better, do what he's doing in his trade now without having done the trade. No, <laughs> so, I get it. And, you know, there's a lot of... There's a lot to be said for the life skills that you learn from it. Yeah. In, in the fact that it's such a... It's such an... It's a very intense environment at times, yeah. And to go into that, especially young, especially when you, if you have gone straight out of school, like in the UK at sixteen, I went out. I did A levels, then I did a year of motorsport. So I didn't. I I started with BW just before I was twenty officially. So you've got like I was still young, mm. and I've gone from now. The motorsport was intense, pit crewing on a Sunday morning. Thanks. And and some of some of the stuff we, I mean, the drivers would be like literally rolling. I mean, they must have been out in the fireproof suits, absolutely battered when they get to the race. Sometimes some of it was amateur. So you know, you've then got an angry, hungover driver by the second or third hour that's fuming because his head's pounding that hard. He thinks that there's something wrong with the tire. And it's like, you know, so that, that was quite intense sometimes in the motorsport. But to go into a, into a garage, which unfortunately we can, and I can say unfortunately and mean it because we did have towards the end of my time there and, it, and, and it's still prevalent because DJ's only been here a year and it was for him. 
did have women into the into the technical and hands-on side of the business. Unfortunately, it was male dominated, yeah. mm. and the absolute to people these days, and it, it sounds like a cliche, but you just wouldn't believe it to be impossible some of the stuff that used to happen right which i would have always and that nothing ever happened to me or anyone that i know while i was there that i would think wow that can't that doesn't fly that's no good but it was never any malicious intent there was never any but it was a very male dominated but it was you can imagine you know yeah you know we've all boys hanging together everyone knows you know just just let your imagination go a little bit go and empty in that parts cage and then when the last box is coming out (laughs) kick him in lock the cage and put them through the car wash yeah yeah, there we go. You know, that's just an example of something. Put a mop handle through their overalls and hang them up on the rail there on you the block go. and tackle yeah. for as long as you fancy. These sort of things happened. Now, I wouldn't want people to do it to my kids. <laughs> exactly. And but. I never went home and told my dad what had yeah. happened because yeah. that would have been a mistake. But then again, actually, no, my dad worked in the pit, so my dad would have smacked me around the head for moaning and said, right, actually. <laughs> yeah. So I suppose it is just horses for courses, isn't it? But we yeah. got... we. There's so many good aspects to the trade yeah. that aren't actually about fixing cars. Yeah. Fixing cars is fine. And, and most of the time, you'll hear me complain, I just want to fix cars. I don't want to talk yeah. about discounts. I don't want to yeah. deal with, you know, a technician's got a problem that I just want to fix cars. Yeah. Right, and that's all I want to do. I don't want to look at the figures. I don't want to go to the bank and pay for a bill. I don't want to arrange a meeting with so and so. I want to fix the cars, yeah. you know. Yeah. And it's this morning trying to close a, a roof on a Jaguar. Oh no! I literally got the talk. The technician had oh, no. done it before. I knew how to do it. I'd done them, unfortunately, loads of times. <laughs> Is this John's? No, no, oh. not John's. No. John's roof's fine. Okay. So this was a newer one. but A newer one. <laughs> technician had said to him, look, the, the tool's behind the back seat. Just pop it off the hinge and you'll get it. And then just put it in there. And wha- I was sort of rushing. I wasn't clear enough. So yeah. I ended up doing it. I literally got the tool. So I'm sat in the, It's a convertible, obviously. I've got the tool. I've leaned around from the driver's seat, popped it out from the holder because he'd opened the seat but couldn't see it, which yeah. isn't, you know, they were, it's a black tool in a black <laughs> steel frame. It's, if you've never Smart. seen one before, you're not going to see it. Yeah. Why not paint it yellow? Yeah, it's exactly. for emergency use. Yeah, there we go. Probably it's, in the rain <laughs> when it's dark. It's dark and it's black. Why don't we make cars in Britain anymore? So we, I pulls it out, puts it in, literally engage the Allen key, which is what it is, into the emergency uh, lock. My phone rang. Oh, no. And it's like, that's the problem that I have. So I still love the fixing cars bit. Yeah. And, you know, don't get me wrong, there's every single day, 20 times a day where I think, I wish I'd done something else. Why didn't I listen to Graham? (laughs) Why didn't I listen to Graham? Getting mad at Graham because he weren't strong enough with me and saying, get out. Like, literally, you should. I've seen him pick people up and throw them over the wall (laughs) in the bank, so he should have done that to me. (laughs) You know, but... There's a lot to be said for it. Yeah, it look, and you, it's the same with any you've trade. You've got two establishments, though, now. You've got you know the retail. You've got the, yeah. the fleet. Yeah. And you're doing it the way you envision this being done. We're trying. Yeah. It's obviously a little bit of a, you know, committee. Obviously, I can't <laughs> be in both places at the same time. And right. I have to tell people the same thing every day. But that's part of it. Yeah. That's part of it. And that doesn't 
change where you are in the world. That's just the yeah. way it is. Um, it's good having DJ there. Um, there's a couple of guys that have worked with me for years and years and years, so they know. Is it hard to find uh, good technicians these days? Good Absolutely mechanics. Absolutely terrible. Yeah, really difficult. It's a challenge. Yeah, because so you have to imagine, like, for me from from the UK, we obviously we have quite a quite a diverse population with a lot of migrant workers there. Yeah, but it's nowhere near as um, dominant in terms of migrant workers, as we are here. Okay. I'm a migrant worker. You're right. a migrant yeah. worker. We we're, are all... We're migrant so, workers. So then. we can't take somebody that's on a tourist visa that's come to the country to look for a job on trial. Right. So we have to believe their CV from their country, which I don't know. I've never been there. Yeah, yeah. I don't have no idea. You know, if I'm back in the UK and someone comes in and says, oh, I've got a, a, a diploma here from um, West Knox College, I can say, oh, I, I know somebody that went there. I'll ring them. Right, I can't ring a university in Nigeria, for example, and say, "Do you know this guy? Is this legitimate?" I can't do that, and 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 you know these guys can't afford to be paying thousands and thousands of dirhams and waiting mm. months for a testing certificate. So, but they haven't got a working permit to yeah. take on a. So it's really hard. It's are, really difficult. Are, are kids still these days, even back in the UK? I have no idea in Canada, but are are kids in the U the UK these days? Going into automotive technician training? I don't know. I wonder. So one of the things that I'm... I just don't... I don't hear... And, and maybe it's... Well, I know it. It's not maybe. It is. It, the, the schooling systems that our kids are going through, that your kids are going to go through, yeah. that my kids went through, is so twisted towards you got to go to university. That there's only one option is to go to university. Even if really university is not where you need to be. No, oh, but... The other side of it is that schools only want to push the students that are capable of making that. Well, right? that too. So then if you can't go that route and you're going to, you know, I'm going to go to Oxford. By the time, so <laughs> we, we had it in the UK, year nine, and they called it options. So at the end of year nine, when you were 14. 14. 14, I know. You've got to make a decision. You know, if I want to get out of bed. <laughs> You've then got to decide what you want to do for your GCSE, which is your general certificate of secondary education. So that's like your high school whatever you want to call it in the Northern American, North American yeah. system. So for the ne- you're choosing the subjects you want to learn for the next two years, and you have to have a minimum of 10 that are certifiable, basically, yeah. for a certificate. So then we do that for two years. I've chosen what I want to be graded on for my yeah. whole past 11 years in school yeah. when I'm 14. Could you imagine? <laughs> 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 then you got to pick it. One of my mates, my best mate at school, he chose um, social studies and um, leisure and tourism. And he chose social studies because there was a girl doing it in his form that he uh-huh. fancied, uh-huh. that he liked. And he, he chose leisure and tourism because the teacher that did it, he liked. There we go. That was his career. His career, his future is determined by, by yeah. a teacher and a girl. It's a song. You know? Yeah. It's madness. But yeah. it has to, something. You have to do something, right? You've got, right. I suppose. Again, I, I, if I was in the UK, I wouldn't choose a member of staff based on the GCSE. I wouldn't even give it the time of day because you know nothing. You know nothing when you're 15, 16, yeah. 17. And you don't know anything, and that's the point. I suppose you've got to make the choice and learn that you've made that choice. Yeah. But I just think we, you know, going back to this whole thing, I think we got we got to be pushing these these trades a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. 
and it's it's not just for the electronic side of of cars that are coming out. Actually, there was a that was a great article, by the way, and a little bit frightening as well. Frightening in that it it put everything in in perspective about electric cars because really electric cars all that really matters is the battery. Let's just yeah. be honest about that. And we've got to get we've got to sort that yeah recycling out. So the and I actually I sent this to you and it is a an article that James Carter Mobility Futurist had and this article that he wrote about lays out that the the really big thing we need to be thinking about is batteries. Yeah. And you know think about your electric car yeah okay but he said when you start looking at the the where the battery production is happening we're looking at China, Japan, uh, sorry, uh, Asia, concentrated in China, Japan, and South Korea. Yep. Those three countries are the leading researchers and developers of battery technology. There's, there's two reasons for it. Yeah. They're already at the sort of forefront of everything electronic anyway. So a lot of the technology is there. And the, and the, the thirst and the skill set and everything to... A, to allow for the R&D and the production to go on, but also the, the pollution. Yeah. The pollution issue. Now, I, I know that, you know, there's, there's sort of anecdotal stories going around about, you know, Elon Musk turned down the European Union's offer of having his, one of his gigafactories in Europe. Yeah. I'm going to say that he did that because he wouldn't have met the regulations for the pollution. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. Right? Yeah. He's yeah. got 100,000 cars to make for Hertz. Yeah. He's got a lot of cars to make, and you can't do that with somebody in a white coat and a clipboard knocking on your door every day saying that's too much pollution coming out of there. What are you doing with that water there? Which they should do. Yeah, for sure. A hundred percent. They should do that. No, no, for sure. It's 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 just become a bit of a I don't know the the term without necessarily using something a bit crude, but it's just become a bit of a competition between some men. Yeah. In the industry, it's a little bit of a peeing. Gone, it's, it's a peeing contest. It's gone way too fast. Yeah. Well, look. so that VW and General Motors and Ford can say, "Get back in your place, yeah. Mister Musk. We we know what we're doing," and they'll do that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. They'll do that. The only, the only, of course, they will. You know, re- there's there's a reason Elon Musk is selling everything up. <laughs> right. He I, say what you want, but he doesn't want material and things. And well, he knows he's set the change and he's disrupted the industry. Yeah. But he's, he knows history. He can't. Compete with General Motors, Ford, and VW. Yeah, come on, you just look at the new Mercedes electric vehicles. Like, I mean, I'm not even a BMW fan, and I see that electric BMW, the new one, and I just kind of go, "Whoa!" BMW got a problem though, right? Because yeah. what, what was those? The, I mean, even the i8. What was that? I don't know. And the i3 thing that they did. Yeah, no, it's all wrong. Nobody's <laughs> thinking. Yeah, can't wait for a BMW electric yeah. car. Yeah, the Audis. VWs. Well, that, that Hyundai, that's not even like by that one you sent me the picture of. Yeah, no, like something out of... What is that? I'm thinking that I, I, when you sent it, I'm looking, well, that's a nice science fiction. I'm going, oh, no, that's real. That's real. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. thing's on the road. Yeah, yeah. And I'm going, wow. Yeah. Wow. That's pretty cool. But, you know, back to, the, back to talking about trades and getting people into those trades, into the manufacturing trades, into the, the physical, getting your hands dirty. You know, yeah, you need to be an engineer. I think it's important to be able to conceptualize but i think the the engineers that win are the ones that can actually get their hands dirty and make the stuff and that's what that's what we're seeing happening in these you know in in the asian concentrated countries of china japan and south korea 
the the largest battery manufacturer right now that's out there it's 32.5% cattle CATL however you want to pronounce that that company only was founded in 2011 that's mad right <laughs> it's 2011 that's crazy and so now you've got people thinking about it but you got people building the physical containers and and I doing know. the job i mean that yeah. that's a business you want to get into what's what's crazy to me is when when you see all this and you think to yourself hang on a minute <laughs> right yeah what is going on here? There's so many. There's so many people that have just been left standing still. Yeah, you know, and yeah. and 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 I can only think, without sounding like, you know, some sort of weird campaigner from the internet. I can only think it's just because there's too many old men. I I agree with you. You know, There's too many old men in charge of these companies that just won't yeah. let go, and it's a little bit archaic. Well, this is the way like, we did it. This is the way we've always done and, it. And regardless of how much of it I might agree with, yeah. unfortunately, social change happens sometimes overnight, yeah. right? There's not much you can do. You know, you, you look at anything. You can look at, you, we're talking about cars, you can look at even music. Right. The death of disco music, when house music started in Chicago in the late 70s, they exactly. literally put a, concert on called was it something like d- d- disco destruction or something like that and they, they they put it on in a in a baseball stadium they put disco records with bombs underneath them and blew them up during like the half time or between I miss the innings that. i miss that and it's like in the 70s and there was thousands of people in the stadium that did it and then overnight that's it the the the, the disco djs are learning to mix and make house music yeah right Overnight, that's a huge social change. <laughs> yeah. Really big, big social change. And, and they affect cars now because of the environmental impact. Well, and, and, and it's just now, as, you know, circling this all back, is we need to be nimble to, to start thinking about the, the next set of opportunities. And this is the problem we've got in, in the UK right now and problem around the world. Supply, to, supply chain delivery is another yeah, problem. Yeah. We don't got enough guys or enough gals driving truck. No, because no. driving a truck's not a good job. Are you kidding? That's a that's a great paying job. Yeah, and you know you can you can have another side gig going and but you you know, it'd be not that's not a good job. You've got to be an accountant or doing taxes or you know you've got to be a whatever 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 and go and study and do whatever. When but what no, if that's not what you want to do in the UK and they have it they have it here. In the UK, I remember my grandparents always going on about it and thinking, shut up. But <laughs> national service yeah. for the military, right? Sure. I'm not saying bring it back. We do it in the UAE. Yeah, the UAE's do got it. it. Right? Yep. That's, it's and I, I don't think there's... We don't talk about it anymore, but it's no, there. No, yeah. I don't think there. there's anything wrong with it. No. It's for, uh, and I'm just, I'm not saying that because we're here. I'm saying I don't think there's anything wrong with it. Absolutely not. I grew I, up with it, the stories of it from my grandparents and telling me I, how good it was. I think it really helps people decide, am I going to go an academic route or am I going to go a trade route? It takes you out of the sort of which yeah. is, it, it takes you out of the kind of voluntary school right attitude yeah. to prepare you for okay I've got a boss here that I need to work for or whatever it is. But there's a part of me that thinks almost okay we can have everyone going into fintech and we can have people going to build arms for rovers for mars or whatever it may be that's cool because there's some people that have got brilliant brains that need to do that sort of stuff we have people like jenner it's going to be a doctor and save yeah. people's lives every day great no problem but not everybody's f- cut out for that regardless exactly. of 
there's 10 different types of learning and some people would benefit from this. It's too late. You're 17, you're 18, you've gone through that, you've done now, right? So go and do something. National service in being a plumber. Go and be an apprentice plumber for two years and help a a plumbing company, you know, with, with subsidy from the government or tax breaks for the people employing you or whatever it is. And Go and learn a skill for a couple of years and then you might say, I'm going to stick with this. Or you might say, you know what, forget it. But when I do go for a job interview, I say I've just done two years national service yeah. with this guy, yeah. and I, you know exactly what. What I don't that would be so much more beneficial, right? So a virus starts in China, China shuts everything down. The virus spreads around the rest of the world, and the rest of the world needs PPE, which come from China. <laughs> China's <laughs> shut down. Yeah. Why is the UK relying on China for masks? Yeah. 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 Why is America relying? America. Yeah. Relying on China. For medicine, yeah. and India for medicine. Nothing yeah. wrong with China and no, India, no, by the way. No, no, they're great manufacturers. But why is the country that put a man on the moon? They they did, by the way. Before <laughs> a country that put a man on the moon in the sixties, yeah. relying on a country on the other side of the world to make the masks. Can you imagine when there's huge swathes of the country that are pretty much third world, Detroit. What's happened there? Yeah. Surely there's people there that would benefit from saying, you know, it's not great, but let's go make some masks. Yeah. This is what we do now. Let's make, we're going to teach you how to vial vaccines yeah. and we're going to teach you how What's to the deliver them. Delivery of those vaccines. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Well, and, 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 and you just start looking at, you know, aging societies. I mean, right now the business to be getting in, in, in the UAE, the business to be getting into is what are you going to do with seniors? What, and don't be thinking about, I mean, t- take a look at the population. What's, what, what does everyone highlight? Yeah, yeah. The young population. Well, in 30 years, well, 40 years. It's not going to be now, is it? Because now they're giving retirement visas. Yeah. That's a new thing. So we, we need to be, start thinking about all that yeah. stuff and, and you know, some of the therapies and things and, and all these other things that you got to start working with, mobility issues, all of these things got to start being considered. But you better start considering it now yeah. and get in on this now. Yeah. And start training now. This will be a good country for people to take oh, man. notice of. Yeah. Like we it's easy to say when you're here and it just sounds like you're sort of glad handing people, but it makes no difference to me. I I just yeah. saying it because I think it, but they'll there's 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 a reason to pay attention and I do think that the people in charge here are aware of it. Yeah. But what they have to do is collaborate. There aren't yeah. Not, you know, the 10 million population, there's not enough um, Emirati population in that that can commit. And that's one of the issues. We've got such a transient population here that is there the dedication from a migrant like myself, like you, to come in and say, ah, you know, I'm going to invest in a future here and I'm going to go into the care sector. Right. You know, my yeah. sister's a carer in the UK. I don't even know if there's that such a thing here. I don't know. You know, yeah. But there's going to need to be. Absolutely, you're going to need home care. Yeah, yeah. So we talked about disco music. <laughs> right? started, we disco talked disco music, and now the lights are coming on and off yeah. here. Which, uh, but no, I mean, back, I mean, back to what we're here to talk about in cars. That it's too, it's too slow a change. Yeah. In a sensible way, the the the, the whole rush to make electric cars has been ridiculous. Mm. Why is it? What what is what why just 
there's nothing wrong with it and it has to happen. I, I still believe that hydrogen's the wave and, and we've said that countless times. It's boring hearing me say it. Elon Musk has done a fantastic job of making everybody take notice that we need to have a change. And it does not matter now. It does not matter now what anyone will say unless Elon Musk tweets, and it will be have to be a tweet because no one else listens to anything else. <laughs> they have to put a tweet out and say, you know what? We're killing the planet by making these batteries. Or, you know, we're tearing countries apart that are fighting over these these resources for the batteries. So it's unless resources. he does that, unless and it will have to be him, or he'll have to sort of corroborate that statement from somebody else, nobody's going to change their mind on him. Mm. Nobody's going to change their mind on electric cars unless he says that. So if that's true, he has to say it. If it's not true, nobody's going to change. And and it and it it's certainly not as extreme as I've just said. It's not worse than as bad as that, but nobody's going to change their mind on electric cars. We just have to have the right sustainable change. You can't go into a factory of 17, 20, 25,000 staff in a VW factory in Wolfsburg and say, we're not building that engine anymore. Yeah, it's been good. You either at 55, 60 years of age, you've been here 30 years. Thank you for your service. Now we're going to build these electric motors. (laughs) <laughs> you need to come on a training course for this and this and this, and it's going to take you four years. Well, I need to retire in five. Well, what's so? What's the point? Because they can't afford to pay yeah. you a full wage right. to train. Yeah, yeah. So it's not sustainable. You're losing such a massive amount of experience and skill. Yeah. yeah. And where does that guy go? I can't afford to employ someone who's been on the VW production line for thirty years because these guys way too overqualified for me. So challenges, you know, and that's the same for most people, right? Yeah. So it's got to be it's got to be changed sustainably, and it's got to be done by not a perceived sentiment. It's got to be done by actually thinking. Because the problem with cars, you can't. There's no time for cars. That's why they all have so many problems and recalls and service campaigns, <laughs> which, which no, people don't realize. Yeah, there's no time with cars to have focus groups, right? There's no time. Yeah. They don't. There's no way to do it. There's, there's, I remember when I had not been with VW long. One of our technicians went over to be accredited for his master technician status. I was maybe maybe 2008. Mm. So we were on the Mark V Golf, and he went there. And when he came back from the factory, he said, oh, the Mark VI Golf's done. We didn't see, you know, <laughs> didn't see a Mark VI Golf yeah. for another year or two after that. Um. And it's like, it must have been 2006, maybe it was 2006. And it was like, you know, we're a year and a half or two years into the Mark V and the 6 is done. Now, the 6 was only really sort of a facelift. It did have new engines, though. Yeah. But it was like, they've moved on. The yeah. car that the, the car that they're released now is, they've dealt with and done with it, but they've not fixed the running problems on it. So they're <laughs> on to the next model, but this one's not sorted. Got a few more problems. We'll just bring them with us. Yeah, it's okay. this is one of the things, right? There's no time. It moves so quick that they don't have chance to do these focus groups. And I think they've lost, because of that, they've lost touch and they, yeah. they, they, they need to just take a minute and say, hang on, right, who's buying our cars and what do they actually want? Yeah. You know, what do they want? And that'll... Get us thinking about who's going to start working on them and yeah. and careers and the story keeps going. The story keeps going. I want to circle it back to the garage just a little bit. Yeah. And you'd, you'd sent in a, a photo last week of the electrics you were working on with that Porsche. Oh, yeah, the 996. Oh, yeah. man. That, that looks scary. 
Well, no, we we'd had the engine, so it's only because it was my friend's car. <laughs> he bought it from somebody as an unfinished project, but the uh-huh. engine was in pieces. Okay, we didn't know why it was in pieces. So the engine oil coolers had failed, which is unfortunately quite a common thing. We've seen it before in any car here. Mm. You get it a lot on the 996s because we don't see that many of them, but we see quite a few of these, so it must be common on them. Um, so we put head gaskets on it and we rebuilt the heads and just put the engine back together. So what's it, what does it mean to rebuild a head? Because, uh, I mean, there are people right now who are driving in their car and they've heard this. Oh, you're going to have to get the head rebuilt on your engine. And 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 like, oh yeah okay that's yeah, that sounds good and they're going then when they leave they go I have no idea what you it sounds a lot more involved than it is I mean it's don't, not to be taken for granted there's a lot of hours in it and there are special tooling and engineering that's required but basically the valve train so the drive for the valves on the cylinders that open and close the valves so it lets in let's let's in fuel let's out fuel let's in the gas let's out the gas the, yeah, the, valves, yeah. the valves just kind of pretty yeah. much yeah so okay. basically you're taking off the moving parts in the cylinder head mm. the ones that are, be- are, are supported in bearings you're replacing the bearings usually not always but usually because you're in there so why wouldn't you um, seals on valves to stop right. leaks and that's when people so, cheap out and they go in and they yeah, do something yeah. and then they say oh we, we can leave the seals out we'll leave the bearings and yeah, then yeah. you know 400 500 kilometers later oh yeah we got to yeah. work on those seals yeah cutting valves back into heads making sure they're seated nicely grinding them in lapping them in these sort of things they're, it's it's many many hours of careful work but it's not you know you could teach someone to do that quite easily without necessarily mm. even knowing anything else it's it's sort of a process okay so we did all that we put the engine back together and it had an uncontrollably high amount of faults like <laughs> clear one fault another one had arrived you know and it hadn't been this car hadn't been a run me- for a mechanic's dream yeah i mean this this thing hadn't been run for maybe three three and a half years and we didn't know why the engine was apart in the first yeah. place did you figure out why the engine was apart I can only think it was oil and water mix. Okay. The engine's got good compression and it turns over nice. It's timed up right. It's, it's running in terms of mechanically turning over well. Yeah. But we can't get it to idle smoothly and then we've got misfires here and there and then faults on this sensor and that sensor. Yeah. Some of the block connectors had been marked so we knew where they went on which component but others hadn't and they were the same. So they mm. we didn't know if we interchanged them but when DJ was looking at it he just found... Every other block connector we looked at, well, that's got damaged wire in it, or that pins are spread, and it was like, you know what, it's just going to be easier to take the engine out, take the harness off, and just redo the harness. Right. So that's just what we what we did. Um, we just took took all the conduit and the insulation off of the um, harness and took the pins out of the connectors and replaced them with heat shrink joints and new pins and. It was a job worth doing because it, it looked really good when we'd finished it. We knew we could trust it, put it back on, calm things down, found a couple of faulty components. Now we knew that the wiring was okay. And, uh, yeah, it's not an everyday job. And sometimes the labor charge makes it uneconomical to do that kind How of How many work. hours would that job have taken you to do? Me and DJ probably spent a combined, including taking the engine out, taking the harness off, Fixing the harness, putting it back on, putting it between the two of us combined, maybe 20 hours. That's yeah. a lot of hours. But even at a full retail, between four and 5,000 dirhams, you'd 
still less than it is for a new harness. Plus, yeah. you've still got to take the engine, not got to, but you're still going to take the engine out and put the yeah. engine back in anyway. So then you're probably talking 20K for a harness, can't get one for six months, and then you've got to do that anyway. So yeah. it made sense. Um, so, yeah, I remember I remember doing a, a, a complete body harness on a, on a Beetle. The customer had never had a... Never, I think it was that they'd never driven an automatic before. <laughs> oh, so it was a 2009 last of the Beatles at Collins racing uh-huh. before the current Beetle that doesn't exist anymore. So they got to the bottom of where our dealership was, and it was like a, a, a ramp down to the road. And they pressed the brake with their left foot, <laughs> stopped suddenly, got hit at the back, and they oh, pushed them out into no. the road. Got hit again because they panicked and then they got hit. Oh no, on the front and it. It smashed the connector on the side of the gearbox, broke the gearbox mounting off, but cut all the way through the Yikes. wiring harness. Now, because of the the amount of repairs required on that wire and the fact that it was a brand new car, technical standards were replace the harness. So we had to wait for this harness from Mexico, and it was like three months we waited <sighs> for it. That's crazy. And then, obviously, it meant front and back bumpers, wings, everything off, engine out interior out because it was the whole body harness I I did it it was my job and it was my oversight but when the new harness came I checked all the connectors and I laid it out on the old one on top yeah, yeah that's okay and after about the 400th connector I just said yeah that's fine it's perfect put it on and the air flow sensor connector was the wrong one yeah, and no. it wasn't even that oh, it no. just had the pins the wrong way. It yeah, had yeah. six wires instead of five. Oh, no. So it was the wrong connector. It was the wrong harness. Oh, no. Everything else had fitted, and it was literally like one of the last of the yeah. maybe 10 to connect before I started the car. And it was that was 40 <laughs> hours of dealer time. Now, because I've been in contact with the factory all the way because it was a special order, and they, yeah, yeah. it was okay, and we got paid for it, but we didn't get paid to take it back out again. That was me to do that, and it was stayed late for a night. Taking it back out was easy, yeah. you know, because I'd just taken one out and put one in. So I was like, when you've just done a job, you can really do it quick the second time. But um, then we ended up with getting permission to then repair the existing harness because the, 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 the customer didn't want to be off the road anymore, right? Right. So we ended up repairing the existing one using parts of the new harness so that there wasn't too many repairs in the same location. And it worked out all right in the end. Um, it was a learning curve. So I've always been a bit sensitive about harnesses. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot to say. Like Mercedes in the 90s, I think, they went to a biodegradable. So mm. there was a lot of... Oh, no. So oh, no. Some people were having the conversation we've had about sustainability of yeah. recycling of cars and stuff. And they went to a biodegradable insulation for wiring. Yeah, no... So if anyone's yeah. ever had a headlight issue here on a German car and they'll have seen that they someone sent them a picture or they've noticed when they've changed the bulb that all the wires inside are bare, that would happen on all of the harness for the whole car. Yeah. So we we you know we get a lot of problems here with wiring harnesses mm. and it's countless. Like you can have the weirdest thing. You start the car and if you start the car at 11.30, there's a warning light on. But if you ever start at 11.35, the light doesn't come on. Interesting. Like weird things like that where there's just a short on a wire. Yeah. Um, and you to find it is 
next to impossible. One of the previous. So what do you do, what do, you do with that? Nothing. You just have to fault find it. The, 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 the problem is that it's the it's the conversation, right? All right, James. This fault on your car <laughs> is showing me that there's an issue with, let's say, the knock sensor yeah. on the engine. Now, I don't think it's the sensor because they're pretty foolproof. It could be. So we could try one. But first thing I need to do is check that the wiring from the sensor to the control unit is okay. Right. And make sure that that's working okay and that yeah. it's operational. Then if we check it and it isn't, okay, is it is it a broken circuit? Is it a short circuit? Is it high resistance? What is it? Then there's, yeah. okay, then what do we do? So in the example of a broken circuit, and we see this here a lot, wires break. So what they'll do is they'll cut them at either end and then they'll put their own right. wire in. No problem, yeah. right? It works. Yeah. The wire that's broken is bare to the elements <sighs> and corrodes. That corrosion gets through to another one. So if you don't actually take that wire out or at least repair yeah. it, yeah. You're it's causing just, issues yeah. down the line. It's a nightmare. Yeah, so we you have to be... But but then you're saying to me, mate, you've repaired a wire, but you're charging me 2K. Yeah. I know, but I spent 23 <laughs> hours, you know? Yeah. Like, I I diagnosed it for a couple, and then I found the issue. I then had to repair the issue, having isolated it, and, and now it's back together. And this is... The, the, the harness... Has been repaired by a two dirhams each <laughs> yes, exactly. But it took you, you know, there. a two k bill. How and it's really hard to justify it. But yeah. sometimes I have to sometimes just puff my chest out and say, I spent hours on that, and I've spent years learning to get to the point of being able to yeah, diagnose it. it. I can't. Yeah, you know what would what would be the the kind of bodge job the you know the short circuit the, the and it's, it's, they just ignore it. We get disable old, it. Well, like I say, the bodge job is you cut it either end and just loop your own wire. Yeah. But you don't solve the problem. Right. So people Long just do that. Like, yeah, we get rid of the sensor. but yeah. We've seen fuses. So you know the old glass fuses, <laughs> oh, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We see people you people put screws in there. What? No. People just wrap wires around it. You know, I, I, these these sort of things happen every single day. Yeah. And it's one thing to say you did it at the top of a dune because you'd broken down in the desert. Yeah. To say that someone in a workshop did it for you, yeah. you know, yeah. it's going to cost you two grand, or you know what, for for fifty, I can sort you out with just bypassing. Yeah, what's what's someone going to say? Bypass. Yeah, yeah, until it you need that sensor, which is one of the reasons you know you you, sh- you don't really give those options sometimes. No, we've had the conversation before. If, if right? you give me the cheaper option, I'm always going to go with the cheaper option. Well, no, but, <laughs> no, but sometimes like so. So we just had uh, Doctor Jenner's car in. Yeah. Need a brakes and service and stuff. Is this, just, is this just the, uh, the Land, land Rover? Yeah. Just usual stuff. They're panicking and thinking the car's just always broke. Well, it's wear and tear. This this is yeah. just normal stuff. It's not. You know this buying in. Like, it's a nice little Land Rover, but in it's, you know, it's that nice year. What's it, LR4? Uh, three. LR3. So, you know, those are nice looking. Yeah, yeah. But you know you're going to pay. The problem is schedule maintenance on it, wear and tear yeah. adds up. Yeah. But. This is just normal stuff. And she drives it like she stole it, so I can't comment. But she... But I, you didn't deny it. I'm not... No, no. I see the condition it's in. But I'm not, I'm not going to say to to Jenna, knowing that she's got three kids in the car. Yeah, exactly. And she's a doctor, and she needs to be able to get yeah. to work. Yeah. Ah, keep an eye on it. You'll be fine. Yeah. But I could say that to you about the same fault on your car. Right. Because 
well, you're not saving lives every day and you've not got three young kids in the back. It's gotcha. you yeah. or you and your wife in the car and you've been driving them for 10, 12 years and you know exactly what's going to happen if something yeah. starts to sound funny. Yeah. Um, Jenna's not even going to get a warning most of the time because she's got three kids shouting at her in the back wanting attention. Right? You, ever heard, you ever gotten a message from her when the kids are all in the car and she's sending you a voice no, message? No, but we changed the uh, <laughs> mirror glass while she came in and she got the kids in the car. So. Oh man, she sent me a message once and it was like, I don't know how she's driving. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, she was just a voice. Like, hey, hey, hey. It was like all three of them in the back, and I think the dog was barking. Yeah, and it, was, it was excellent mayhem. Yeah, but no, so there's certain ways of dealing with certain customers, yeah. you know. Um, we'll have some customers that, that come in, and we, we, we recommended on a Q7 yesterday. I told the guy, look, your brakes are okay. They're squeaking. We can clean them up and service them up for you. It'd be 400 dirhams front and rear combined, all inclusive. He's like, oh, I'm not going to pay you to do that. Just put pads on it. Might as well. If you're going in, just change the pads. I don't want to come back in three months to pay yeah. for pads anyway. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. You know, I, I wouldn't have spent that money now on my car, but I gave you the option. Yeah. And, and I appreciate that you haven't got the time nor inclination to come back here again and mess around doing it in six months or three months, whenever yeah. it may be. That's cool. Yeah, that's that's nice. But some customers will say, oh, anything <laughs> you can do. like, And that's also cool yeah. because that's part of, what we do, we have to be straightforward about it. And mm. we have to say, look, these are the options, A, B, C, sometimes D, E, F, or sometimes just A and B. But you've got, you you, you should, there, there has to be an input from our side. There can't just be a reliance on giving the customer the options and then making a, an informed decision right, because right. sometimes the information we're giving them, they don't understand. Yeah. And, and they're never going to tell you they don't understand it. They're exactly. Just, it's this whole they're thing nod. Oh, yeah, yeah, talks yeah, yeah, about yeah. where everyone thinks that <laughs> if they don't know what a car or how a car works, they're somehow missing out on something. It doesn't yeah. matter. But So some people, we have to make the decision sort of for them and just say, look, this is the best way to go. Um, uh, and you must always go, well, what would you do? Yeah. 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 And yeah I, but I, I'm a mechanic. <laughs> I'm not, yeah. And that's honestly the truth, right? I, what would you do? I won't fix it. You know, I wouldn't fix it. I'd yeah. just keep driving it because I put, put this different because I know when it breaks down, I yeah. can fix it that you day. Can fi- exactly. You can, you know, breaks down on the, the way to Liwa. You know, you can pull over. You've yeah. got the tools in the back and you yeah. can jerry rig it that's because different. that's what you do. Yeah. I'm on the way to Liwa when it breaks down because it's going to be on a Friday night. Yeah. And uh, it's like, I'm in trouble. Yeah. Yeah. This is. It's not like it's, you know, it's not a struggle or anything, but we yeah, have yeah. to have these yeah. conversations with people, and we'll always people. People have asked me; they'll ask me again. I'll get someone ask me today, or I'll I'll sometimes I'll instigate that and say, <laughs> "Look, if it was me being honest, I wouldn't do this. Yeah. I'd do this." But depending on how much you need this car, and how often you use it, blah blah blah, who's in it, blah blah blah, you need to get this repair done, yeah. and then and there's a decision to be made. <sighs> You know what? It's uh, it's it's that time again. We're gonna we're gonna roll up the, the roll garage credits. door, roll the credits. But we're gonna we're gonna talk about oil next time because we've got lots of questions about oil coming in. So we're gonna we're gonna have the oil talk again, synthetics and naturals and change. And how long can you drive a car without oil in it? And more. <laughs> I've actually done it. So yeah, yeah. So there we go. How about without having an oil cap? on your engine? We're gonna talk about that too. So yeah. we got lots to talk about. So that's where we're gonna go on our next podcast, Glenn cool. Power. PowerWorks Automotive. We've been talking cars. We'll do it again real soon. Thank you very much, man. Thank you. Scroll down. Take a look at what else we've got on offer, and we'll talk to you before too long. This is PowerWorks. PowerWorks.